Meet Greg and Kristen Taylor. In some cases, I think technology takes over in the wrong ways. When we're meeting with families, emotion that we're reading on their faces goes into the conversation. Oh, yeah. Get to know them more at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Now more than ever, it's so important to know where we stand. This is Winning Retirement Radio. Greg and Kristen, a lot to do. You ready to do it? Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> The Fed, of course, hiked interest rates to their highest in over two decades now to combat inflation. And according to the numbers, it's working. That's according to the numbers. Mm -hmm. But I got to be honest, it still feels a little too good to be true to me. I mean, if inflation numbers are coming down, why don't we see it when we're buying day-to-day items? In fact, Pew Research, for April and May, their survey found that 70% of Americans say inflation is a huge problem. Yet the numbers, again, are coming down. Yeah, you know, one of the numbers that people kind of look to because it was all over the headlines was eggs, right? And the price mm-hmm. of eggs has come down substantially. I can't remember by how much, but 40% or something but like that. But there was that. also a flu with that. There was right. some sort of, yeah. Right. So we're talking about different things. We're not talking about, what is it? We're not apples to apples. We're, we're comparing <laughs> apples and, and oranges, oranges there, yeah. right? So here's the thing with inflation, because it's become such a such a tag thing. You know, we've been talking about inflation now for two years, I feel like really uh-huh. substantially. And you have to remember that our target inflation is 2%, which means the Federal Reserve expects prices to rise. We want prices to rise because that shows a healthy economy, right? Mm-hmm. When it was at near zero, we were doing all that quantitative easing. We were pumping money into the economy to get people to spend money, right? So there was a few things happening there. But the other side of it is, I don't think there's been enough education out there of what disinflation is and hmm. what deflation is. So we've gotten inflation a lower, but that's not necessarily deflation. So disinflation is when the price increase pace slows. That's what we're experiencing. Okay. The slowing of the price increase. Okay. Now deflation, we don't want. So deflation is not necessarily a good thing. It shows a drop in the economy because if prices start to go down, right, Mm -hmm. then people are going to perpetually spend less because they're going to wait for those prices to drop even further, which if people aren't spending money, the economy is what? Stagnant. Mm right? It's not growing. We can look at a case study of Japan, the lost decade, 1991 and 2001, when they had deflation. And that causes layoffs in companies that causes the economy to spiral into a recession. Those are things we don't want. Although we've seen the Fed say that they want some of the unemployment numbers to go up, right? That's Mm -hmm. kind of the start of that deflation. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to get out of deflationary periods when you get into them. So that's why we've seen these interest rate hikes move slowly along because they're trying to get things to correct without spiraling us into a heavy deflationary period causing a pretty bad recession. But you know, Kristen, I think what a lot of the people that come in from listening to the show, what they've kind of given us as feedback is, you know, they're concerned about their personal economy. How Mm -hmm. does this affect their ability to remain retired or their ability to pay their bills or their ability to continue to maintain their lifestyle. And I, I agree. And, and when you start seeing what can happen with inflation, it does become a bit scary. You can't sustain this kind of inflation during your retirement years. Well, for sure. I mean, one of our newest employees came in last week and said, you know, they are raising the rent on the house she's renting by $600 a month. Mm-hmm. Eek. 
I mean, that's huge. $600 a month increase. My goodness. Oh, it's crazy. It really is. And, you know, Kristen wasn't feeling well for a couple of days. So I stopped by the grocery store to get a few things to, you know, do my dad version of a dinner, which is not as good as her dinner. (laughs) Frozen pizza. Oh, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Honey chicken tenders, you know, that we put in the air fryer. But uh, I got like a bag and a half worth of stuff at Giant Eagle. There in Grove City on Springtown Road. 100 bucks didn't you spend? No, 180 something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. I believe it. You know, included some ginger ale because, you know, <laughs> that's what you want when you don't feel well. But even flights, you know, as people have kind of opened up travel a little bit more and now there's a little bit more demand on the airlines, mm-hmm. the cost of flights have mm. skyrocketed this year. So all across the board, whether it's where you live or what you're buying to eat or, you know, even in your travel, it's gotten more and more expensive. So... Some of the questions that we've heard people coming in is, how do we create an income plan to keep pace with inflation in retirement? Mm. That's been a huge question in the conference room. And as people are coming in and I start talking about, you know, I have a slide that I'll pull up on my screen and I'll say, okay, which of these are the most concerned for you? And it says taxes and market volatility and, and income and inflation and almost every person anymore is talking about inflation being a major, major concern for their family. Mm. But, you know, we do try to make sure that we create a plan that makes sense because we had a couple come in recently. The the husband was 65, the wife was 63, and they'd done a really good job. They saved around $1.8 million. To combine, their social security was around $57,000 a year if they were to retire in the next year. And military pension he had was going to be $30,000 a year at age 65. And then when we started really digging into what it was they wanted to live on in retirement, we discovered that they had a $43,000 a year gap that they needed to account for, for when they retired. They were both going to retire within the next 12 months. Mm. So we have this wonderful software in the office that allows me to go in it's called eTools, and I go in and I plugged in all their social security numbers, the, the amount of income they wanted. We can plug in the inflation number. And, you know, I usually use 3%, but we bumped that up to 4% hmm. as an inflation number. Because we hit as high as, what, a little over 9% a year ago. Right, and they want to target too, but they didn't feel comfortable at all with just saying 2%. Right. So we bumped that up to 4 And then I did remind them, you know, in retirement, there's kind of three stages. There's the most active years. That's kind of your first 10 to 15 years of retirement. And those are when you you may be making some improvements on the house and you're trying to, you know, go on trips and check off the bucket list and all those things. And and hopefully you have health and you've got time. And so you do those things. And then there's the second phase, which I call the less active. Mm -hmm. The less active phase, you know, you're probably in your upper 70s, early 80s. And then if you live to be 90 or plus, then that's kind of your domicile years. You're not really doing a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So you can back off your inflation. So for them, we're good on inflation up to age 83, and we were slightly falling behind, but they felt comfortable because that they felt like by their early 80s, they wouldn't be spending as much on travel and things like that. So that gave them confidence. So we moved forward and we created an income plan, but not just an income plan, folks. This was based on keeping pace with inflation. I'm glad someone is focused on keeping pace with one of the crazy things we're all experiencing. I mean, 
the heat. We've talked about it before, but it's official. This past July was the planet's hottest month on record. I mean, wow. I don't know when they started the records, but it feels like we've all been cooking on a grill or something, you know? <laughs> it's crazy. The left is already tooting their horn. You know, they went from uh, climate oh, change Lord, back to global here warming goes. here in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> like, I knew really? that was a chance I could call some. I'm just oh, talking about the temperature. I know, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> we experienced our own cruel summer trying to do a road trip to my sister's house in Knoxville last week. So we were going to go down to my niece's fourth birthday party and we got to what lexington almost to lexington lexington kentucky and my air conditioning decided to okay fail. was it that cute little electronic car you you know it was around in? and i okay. I, mean, I love tesla but <laughs> i was ready to throw the whole car away i have a screenshot it was 94 degrees in the cabin and 94 degrees outside uh-uh. Yep. So we dealt with it for about an hour. No. And finally, we just decided to turn around and go back because I'm like, well, it's 97 degrees in Knoxville right now. We're going to deal with this problem all weekend. As you both know, and just to be clear to our listeners, I'm conservative, but I do find myself middle of the road on a couple of things. <laughs> it's just growing yeah. up on the beach. You often look at part of the environmental issue, not all of it, please understand, a little bit differently because you're right there where it's in your face promise you it's not about being crazy liberal but we had the hottest month on record on the planet eek and now we've got these electronic vehicles i read that it's hard to find a charging station on the road and that it's not quite as easy as it's all talked about i actually have not had a problem the only okay. thing you do have to do is plan ahead because for instance between florence kentucky and lexington those are the only two charging stations, and they're they're close. But between Lexington and Knoxville, there's one other charging station. <laughs> so you can't wait. Yeah. You have to stop in Florence, even though it's an hour out from Lexington, because if you wait, you may not make it to the next charging station, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like gas from that yeah, aspect. Yeah, that's true. You can't, that's true. you know, it's just there's more gas stations, and you have to plan it out. You have to stop for a half an hour and charge. You know, it's a little longer of a stop than the yeah. gas station. But for the most part, there's stuff around, like they're in the Target parking lot or in the mm. Meyer parking lot. So you so, can go in and accidentally spend on these inflated numbers. There you go. Yeah, you can actually <laughs> do something for a few minutes, go to the bathroom, get <laughs> snacks, all that good stuff. However... I was not happy with the car. So I'm sure. fast forward two days later, on Monday, I get up and I thought, oh, I'm going to turn the car on. I'm going to drive it up to Tesla because, you know, I called him. I said, hey, it sounds like the car's going to explode. It's hot. Oh. It's, the fan's running like crazy. Do you know the stupid car decided to act just totally perfect on the way there? Remember that old AC working? No yeah. problem. No issues at all. No, no error messages in the diagnostic system. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, that's always the way it is. With a well, and the guy kind of looked at me, and I'll give him a shout out because Junior over at Tesla at Easton, he is very, very nice, very knowledgeable. I've dealt with him before. And at first he was kind of looking at me side eye, you know, like, okay, what'd you eat this weekend? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I said, well, I took a screenshot of it because you can take a screenshot yes. of your cabin temperature from the app. 
And he looked at it. He goes, you aren't kidding me. I said, yeah, imagine three kids in the car with 94 degree heat. How fun and exciting of a drive that was. Oh, my god! You thought you'd been snacking on brownies <laughs> on the way, hadn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Might would have wished you were. My goodness. So they're, oh, they're my on goodness. top of it. They're trying to figure it out. They better. <laughs> it's kind of a conundrum with Tesla, though. Because here's the thing. You can't go to the fix-it guy right. to figure out a Tesla issue. You need a tech guy. And tech guys aren't known to be the best fix-it guys. Right. So you got two totally different personalities oh, you yeah. need when you're trying yes. to fix a car problem with the Tesla. I it will is tell not you, fun. No. Knowing that my neighbor Tony can't help me fix what goes wrong holds me back on the electric car thing a little bit so yeah yeah <laughs> but man it is hot out there and greg i'm glad you got your little dig in there always stay true <laughs> to who you are i love it in staying true to who we are and what we do you know we are a team at legacy retirement group and i've noticed on a couple of reports that there is a bit of a spike in the number of people going to legacyretirementgroup.com specifically to click on the tools section and then download a copy of that 10-page My Retirement Kit. Actually, this, this ties into what I was just talking about. So with Tesla, you can go right on the Tesla app any time of the day, any time of the night, put in what the problem is, put in the service request, upload pictures, and then they respond within a couple hours to get you scheduled for an appointment. Okay. And that's convenient, right? So when you have a problem now, Right. Most businesses aren't open beyond nine to five. Right. That I mean, that's right. That's the hours we operate. Well, you're, you may be at work nine to five and, and you can't call during that time or or maybe you don't want to call because, you know, you'll be asked a couple questions and you're mm. around people. You don't want to answer personal information around people. So it's easy to just go on there and fill out your request online. So it's kind of the same thing with this. I, I think we've had a greater influx of people downloading this kit because they can do it at their own leisure mm -hmm. at any time of the day. I mean, I've seen it downloaded as early as 4 a.m. I mean, really, on, wow. a, on a Sunday or Saturday morning, I've seen it downloaded that early because it, it alerts me. And I just think it points to how busy we are as people right now. There's just so many things to do in the day. And mm -hmm. if you can accomplish something that's as important as getting your financial house in order on your own time, it's beneficial. And there's another resource that we started that's had just as much, I'm sure you've seen, Kristen, mm -hmm. just as much of a... I'll an, finish an, your sentence on this one part. Just as much of a, a spike in a different way, testmyretirement.com. Not just testmyretirement.com, where you can analyze where you're at from a tax status, mm -hmm. but Calendly. I haven't seen That's those. our online scheduling tool. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So right from our website, you can click and schedule a discovery call with one of our staff members or even an appointment if you just take a few minutes and fill out a couple questions. It becomes so much easier. We've had so many people write back or email us that that's the greatest tool that we've had because oh. they're able to schedule right then and there. They don't have to go back and forth with a phone call with the spouse mm -hmm. and with their work calendar and their school you know, kids and their grandkids' uh, calendar. and Yeah, so you're able to just go right on there and figure it out any time of the day. I wish doctor's offices would do this. Greg, will you make a call? Oh. <laughs> I would love to. But you know, it goes across generations too, because we recently had someone, she's 81 years old. She went to our site. She downloaded the My Retirement Kit. And she was so impressed because, you know, bless her heart, she lost her husband less than a year ago. They've been married over 40 years. And it gave her a place to organize her investments to figure out where all their income streams were coming and if there was a shortfall. 
how to look up for taxes, health care, and making sure her legacy plan was in place, making sure nothing was slipping through the cracks for her. And after she went through all that, she's like, you know, half of this stuff my advisor that my husband and I had for years never even talked about. But what really was the driving force, after she had filled it all out, she called the advisor that she and her husband had worked with. And she's like, you know, I've been really listening to this couple on the radio and I'm really concerned that I might be taking more risk than, than what I want. I, I, mm. I think I want to reduce the risk that I'm in. And he said, well, you know, this is what your husband was comfortable with. And, and I, I, I'm just going to keep you the way you are. I don't like that. My she didn't like it either. Mama bear instinct, Kristen, did you feel it go up? I mean, oh, just yeah. gosh. Well, she met with Brent, one of our advisors here, uh-huh. and was telling him in this story. He was relating it to me this past week. And ultimately, what was the eye-opener for her was when we tested her portfolio, it was a risk score of 49. Mm. When she went through the questionnaire, she was only a 22. Mm. More than and, and this couple had done a great job. They'd saved a little over $400,000. They'd done a wonderful job of saving. And now she's like, look, I'm 81 years old. Yeah, seriously. I've lost my husband. I don't want to lose what we saved our entire life for. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal to her, and it all started because she went to the website and she downloaded our My Retirement Kit. Connect anytime at LegacyRetirementGroup.com. Greg Taylor is an investment advisory representative of Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the state of Ohio. The firm only conducts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Legacy Advisory Network, LLC, and this station are not affiliated. The investment ideas and financial vehicles discussed here should not be considered to be personalized investment advice, nor are these recommendations to buy or sell any particular investment or product. The Information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should first consult with a competent tax, legal, accounting, and other professionals regarding the applicability and the suitability of any investment ideas. Past performance is not guaranteed of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claim pain ability of the issuing company.